Now it's time for Half Hour to Health. Sit back, relax, and find out how you can live a better life on the pulse. I shall not feel good. Half Hour to Health. I'm Dr. Stephanie from Crossroads Chiropractic, and I'm joined today by Dr. Barry Taylor. He is the author of Love Your Body, Your Path to Transformation, Health, and Healing, also a practicing naturopath in Massachusetts. Thank you so much for being on the show today. Hi. Thank you, Dr. Steph. Thank you for having me. We have a fantastic topic. We've got the top 10 tips for healthy children. So let's go ahead and get right into it. All righty, all righty. You know, when I was thinking of this, and thank you so much for uh, inviting me to speak, I always love chatting with you. Um, you have kids, I have kids. You've got lots of children in your practice. I have lots of children. We both love working with children. And it's, uh, wow, we could have come up with the top 20 tips, at least in my last 40 <laughs> years of experience. <laughs> but one, sure. one of the first ones I thought of, tell me what you think, Dr. Steph, is, Start your day with a good breakfast. I, I mean, how, how often did my kids kind of wake up and then, like, you know, just roll out of bed and rush out the door to catch the bus and, um, you know, wonder why they're dragging in the morning or having lunch and then they have postprandial slump after lunch? So my first tip for people who are listening is, you know, ask your kids to wake up five or ten minutes earlier. Um, you know, have, have, have a space and time. You know, they don't have to have a gourmet meal with flowers and candlelight, but something um, that is substantial and healthy. Uh, and then part of 1A, the first tip, I'm trying to squeeze a lot of different information here in with you, is to give people, uh, kids, you know, an apple, an almond butter, or celery and hummus, or a protein drink, or a mixture bag of almonds and pecans and some dried food, or something that are healthy snacks for mid-morning, mid-afternoon smoothie. That's the first big tip is how can you start your car when you got very little gas? You're not going to go far. Mm-hmm. Have your kids eat a healthy breakfast. What do you think of that? I think that's a great tip. And I, I think it might be more difficult to execute than it sounds. If you've got a kid yeah. that just doesn't want to eat breakfast or doesn't necessarily like breakfast foods or isn't in the mood. So do you have any tips for trying to get yeah. breakfast into a kid that's just not interested? You mean my 30-year-old? You mean my 40, <laughs> 40 45-year-old patient? <laughs> yeah, well, part of that is because people are back-ending instead of front-loading, and so you miss breakfast, you get into a groove, get into a habit, and then you start snacking after dinner, and you're eating 8, 9, 10, 11 o'clock at night. Your sleep then becomes really eh, not so much. You're spending more energy digesting food than recharging your brain and your nervous system. And you get in this vicious cycle. So rather than thinking like, you know, granola and blueberries and strawberries or oatmeal and tahini and a little maple syrup, it's just some really healthy breakfast. It's, first of all, you need to create the time. You need five minutes. 
and, and you know, I make a protein drink. And my protein drink's not the only one out there that's really great, but mine is pretty great. So you could give a, a, a 7, 8, 10, 12-year-old or a 30, 40-year-old something that's quick. Mine shake in water. You don't need, even need to blend them. And so that's a tip where somebody says, I don't want to. But they're a 30, 40-year-old, and one reason may be because they're up to two, three, four cups of coffee. And as you know, coffee is an appetite suppressant. But if you're dealing with a six, seven, eight-year-old, it's because, you know, there, there needs to be some spaciousness. Great segue into the second tip. You know, have kids um, um, shop so that they're connected to food. Take them uh, to the Whole Foods or the... Uh, sprouts or wherever around the country you're taking your kids to a better place to have a local organic food, and then have them help you prepare food. So the night before, soak some dried figs or some dried apples or cut up an apple. You know, as a, it, it, Now, you're not going to do this, I understand, with a two-, three-, four-, five-year-old, uh, knives and you know, be, be, be safe. But six-, seven-, eight-, nine-, ten-year-olds, they can help a mom or a dad, but not get sexist, and they can go shopping to buy locally, unprocessed, unadulterated foods. You can help them read labels. They're more engaged as opposed to just being the receiver, you know, feed me, feed me, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to. Yeah, kids go into resistance. 30-year-olds, 40-year-olds go into resistance. Five-year-olds go into, I don't want to. You have to eat breakfast. <laughs> okay, so don't force anybody to eat anything. But one of the things is you can help somebody wake up more hungry by having them, you know, only have an apple at 8, 8.30 if they're hungry, as opposed to, my God, when I think back at what my parents did, they ordered pizza three, four nights a week at 10, 10.30 at night. I know. It's, it's, no they, way. They, yeah, serious, swear to God. <laughs> they had Chinese food. We had dinner, dinner, but my parents worked, and... Four or five nights a week, every night of the week, save maybe one, they ordered. And uh, we, we would have a whole meal at 10, 1030 when I was in second, third, fourth grade. Wait a minute. Oh. Were you eating dinner at six and then eating again at 1030? Yeah. As a seven, eight, nine-year-old. Is there any reason why I was so overweight as a kid? No, I don't think so. <laughs> you had second dinner. I've talked about okay. second breakfast, but second dinner. Yeah, and don't forget my Twinkies for breakfast. I did eat. I had I had Twinkies. Yeah, very important. Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, I mean, it's the thirty-year-olds who act like kids, or seven or eight-year-olds who act like kids, is make it enticing. Sit down with them if you're a mom and dad. You know, whoever is helping that seven, eight, nine, ten-year-old is don't don't just. You know, just put it out like you're a latchkey kid and, you know, your breakfast is on the table and, you know, eat. Create a mood. Third tip, for your kids to have more organic vegetables and fruit. Make fruit smoothies. With my young patients, kids who have allergies and asthma and headaches and ADD, you know, the kids that you and I are treating when I'm using food and you're doing your fabulous chiropractic stuff and I'm asking them to eat seeds and nuts, well, I ask my six, seven, eight-year-olds, ten-year-olds to count colors. Create a game with your mom or dad. But that mom or dad could be sitting down eating with them. So we're developing a ritual. You know, it, 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 see if we can get it out of the realm of, oh, you should eat. 
healthier. Well, okay, mom, start eating healthier with your child. Or dad, you too, just a little bit. Well, so um, four tips, eat more whole grains and beans. You know, uh, I'm not a non-gluten guy for everybody. Certainly some people feel better eating less or no gluten. But I'm not a born-again religious kind of guy that every two-legged of, of our human species should never have gluten. And some people do feel better not having gluten, but I don't necessarily think that that means they have to stay off gluten the rest of their life. So there's whole wheat pastas. There's non-gluten pastas. So the fourth is I grew up <clears throat> eating processed foods by the ton and sugar, something that open-minded parents could do for kids to get them physically healthier would be to look at having more brown rice and barley and split peas this time of year. You know, if I lived in Phoenix, if I lived in uh, Southern California, Hawaii, I might have less grain because grains are such warming foods. But I would teach kids to have smaller portions. One of the reasons that I ate constantly all the time is because my the food intake when I was 6, 7, 8, 10, 12 years old was so um, not only huge quantities, but it was so adulterated and processed and colored that it was so denatured, it wasn't what I call nutrient-dense. The more nutrient-dense food is, then the smaller portions go a long way. And so Hamlet said, nothing's good or bad, but thinking makes it so. I worked with my moms and dads who were helping coach that young child to develop better habits. Nothing good tastes good or bad, but thinking makes it so. Mm -hmm. So I don't never manipulate a kid, never force a kid to eat. You've got to eat your peas. You've got to eat this. I do the one or two bite rule. Uh, two bites, no holding your nose. I hate this. You can't make me eat this. Oh, thank you. Okay. Dr. Taylor said, would you please be good enough to just be open two bites, you know, two bites. And, and taste buds get conditioned. They're habituated. You know, my, my eldest wrote my book with me, now 31, you know, across the street as he grew up, you know, there was this Indian family, and every time Luke went across the street, you know, he'd come home saying, Dad, we got to have curry food. Well, you know, most three, four, five, six-year-old Caucasian kids, they don't like curry because well, <laughs> it's just not part of their, you know, it's not part of what they're used to. So there's a lot that cultures develop certain tastes. I remember when my mom, and I don't know, she was in her 50s, I guess, and I turned her on to carrot juice and she said, ooh, this is so sweet. Isn't that amazing? We can grow up on Coca-Cola and Pepsi-Cola and drink that all the time, and then when we have carrot juice, we think carrot juice is sweet. <laughs> it's a lot to do with associations. Mm -hmm. So the last physical tip for a child is to drink better fluids more often. There's something I use the term optimal water. I'm not big into fluoridated. I'm not big into chlorinated water. Whether you use smoothies or diluted fruit juices or green drinks or red drinks or carrot juices or protein shakes, a lot of children <clears throat> and a lot of adults that you and I see are dehydrated. They just do not drink. And, and 
you know, we're 78% water or something. I mean, we're like bands of water, our, this human body of ours. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, you know, I didn't, I didn't drink water as a kid. I probably didn't drink a lot of water as an adult. That's something, you know, I really needed to learn, not just when it's hot, hot, hot in the summertime, but also, you know, I give a lot of my clients here. here here's a bottle, free, part of seeing me. You know, drink this every day rather than buying bottled water. Terrible for our environment, you know, mm-hmm. to throw away all that plastic. So those are some of my eating physical tips. Start with breakfast. Get your kids involved with uh, shopping and preparing food with you so they really get part of their, you know, the, the, the theatrics of lo- having it look and plated and look good. Eat a lot of variety of color and play games with kids. Have more whole grains. Have more of a plant-based diet. I shared this with a wonderful doctor uh, who I appreciate. He's really an amazing medical doctor. Just an amazing talent. <clears throat> and when I told her I was going to be speaking to you today, she said, don't forget to tell people about, you know, being vegetarian. <laughs> I said, okay. Yeah, some people do better eating being vegetarian. Absolutely. And, you know, some people don't. I'm concerned about, you know, the amount of earth energy it takes to feed cows. Oh, my God. You know, the amount of ethane gas, methane gas, and, you know, there's, there's a whole multi-dimensional level of eating animal protein. So I'm big on eating lots and lots and lots less animal protein. And there are some people I've met who are vegetarians and are vegans and they're ridiculously unhealthy. I mean, they're really, really protein deficient. This particular MD that I was speaking to yesterday, who I have enormous respect for what she does, is not. Um, because there are some vegetarians and vegans who cover their, you know, they've got their eyes and their cross disease, and, and they, you know, they, they, do, they, they know about how to complement. There are a lot of vegetarians who, for moral reasons or other reasons, just stop eating meat. They're as, they're as unhealthy as meat eaters. Mm-hmm. Um, so for children developing muscles and growing and they need calcium, they don't have to do uh, milk. You know, there's way more calcium in almond milk, almond butter, almonds. Spinach. You know, you, you don't, yeah, carrot, carrot juice. Mm-hmm. Uh, all, you know, there's a lot of really tahini, great source of calcium, sesame seeds. So there's a lot that people can do, and I urge parents listening, if kids are listening to this show, uh, to be flexible, lighthearted. And we'll get more into that in terms of the next five tips, which has to do with uh, your attitudes towards food and your attitudes towards health that are good to engender for kids. And when we come back, we'll be talking more with Dr. Barry Taylor. He's the author of Love Your Body, Your Path to Transformation, Health, and Healing, with the top 10 tips for healthy children, Um, talking more about eating better when we get back from the break. Stay tuned. You're listening to Half Hour to Health. 